1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. So glad that you decided to join us on this Field Trip Friday because it is Friday. Field Trip Day. And our good friend Paul <laughs> AC is bringing the snacks, bringing the things that we're going to be talking about movie-wise today. Adam, I don't think, does the Field Trip Day nearly as well as I do. Well, you, know, you guys are in different sections of the choir. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you need it, though. Both of you playing a part. <laughs> hey, so, Paul, I there's so much we can talk about uh, media-wise today, but I was wondering if we could start with um, Bob Marley's One Love just because it came out this week on Valentine's Day. What's your take on it? Yeah, this is a really fascinating movie. Bob Marley, One Love. It really looks at the last six years of of Marley's life. Uh, it it uh, involves an assassination attempt. It involves how he recorded his probably most successful album uh, that that he recorded during his lifetime. Um, and it really it really focuses in on on Marley not only on his music but on his passion for uh, love and equality and his religion and that's where we get into some kind of tricky areas right uh there's no question that 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 bob marley was a fantastic musician um he did embrace a religion called rastafarianism uh which involves he believed that and and rastafarian believed that there was an ethiopian king who, who came to the throne in the 1930s, they believed that he was the second coming of Christ. And that is something that, that Marley embraced. Uh, he And so we hear so much about Rastafarianism throughout the entire movie. Uh, Rastafarians also use marijuana as sort of a sacrament. It's an important part of their faith. You hear a lot of, of of messages that sound sort of quasi-Christian, but they're they're really deeply embedded into this idea of Rastafarianism, um, and so that's that's probably the biggest issue that that if you are going to this movie, if you are thinking about taking your family to those this movie, that is something you're going to just have to walk through. Otherwise, the the other things that we need to worry about in this movie are fairly light. You're, we're talking about a little bit of violence because of the assassination attempt. You're you don't have that much language to navigate. Those some some misuses of a god's name. We have some references to past affairs in his life, but really for a PG thirteen movie, this stays relatively clean. Um, and of course, if you love the music, there's a lot to be said for that as well. But 
the 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 faith component to this, the spiritual component to this, makes it one to to consider carefully before going to see. Mm, and could could make some great conversations too, as you absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It can be a great conversation starter. These are things that you don't necessarily say, "Oh no, let's stay away from this." Mm-hmm. It can be an opportunity to say, "Okay, so this is what Barb Marley believes. Mm-hmm. How does it contrast with what we believe, what mm-hmm. we hold to be true?" And that can be a really important thing as we as we walk in this very diverse culture of ours. Yeah. His name is Paul Ac. Just walking you through some media that's available for you. This weekend, and Paul, tell us about Madam Web. So, Madam Web, you may might not have heard of Madam Web. She is sort of a a D list super character in the Marvel comic books. Really? Because uh, I thought she, I was on the D list, man. I and I, I figured <laughs> I'd know this person. <laughs> you may you may have come across her at parties. She just doesn't get out much because in the comics she just doesn't move. She but in this in this origin story she does move. She uh she's this woman named Cassie. She works as a paramedic. Uh and of course because she's a paramedic she's saving lives all over the place. Now it's a very dangerous job and one day the job goes kind of south on her. She actually drowns while while making a rescue. Um but Thankfully, her partner comes along and resuscitates her, so she's only dead for a minute or two. But when she comes back, she discovers that she has the ability to foretell the future. Not not enough to make a killing on the stock market, not enough to, you know, just just do some crazy things, but but it's a, it's like a second or two and she's able to change somebody's life when the, within that second or two or save it. And so that's sort of where the story jumps off from. Uh this Sony superhero movie has kind of all the problems that we expect from superhero movies. You're talking about a lot of heroism, a lot of self-sacrifice. Uh there's some great messages about friendship. But it can be very, very violent. Mm-hmm. Um, and because a lot of that violence is perpetrated against teen girls, and because you have that that conceit of of Madame Webb's ability to see the future, we see some of those instances of violences of violence repeated again and again and again. And that can be really jarring. So there are definitely some elements to be aware of, some language issues to be concerned about as well. So if it's if you're sort of teetering on the edge for you or your family to see this, definitely check out the full review at pluggedin.com. We're at Paul Acey's house. We're eating popcorn and we're talking media. And uh, one of the most popular, uh, especially in our camp, um, of, of movies that have been released has been the next edition of The Chosen. Yeah, I tell you what, The Chosen, it is... It is amazing. So these aren't actually movies. They're they're TV shows. And, and essentially what you're finding is that the, the creators of The Chosen are releasing uh, the, the, the actual episodes to theaters, pretty much three episodes at a time right now. The first three episodes came out February 1st. They did really well at the box office, which shocked so many people. The next batch, episodes four through six, came out the 15th. So they are playing in theaters now. Um, and what we find here, uh, we are starting to get into really the some of the more difficult parts of Jesus's ministry, if you will. You know, the the, the Pharisees are definitely have their eyes on him. The 
the Romans definitely are concerned. You have some elements of danger that are starting to leak in, and that can make everything feel a little bit more serious, a little more somber. Jesus himself is looking toward Calvary, uh, and he's hinting to his his flock that that is where he's heading. His flock so far seems to be pretty resistant to that message, uh, but we know that it's coming. We know, it's no spoiler warnings here, we know what's around the corner. Well, we've definitely read the book, so we do know what's coming. But in the way that uh, Dallas Jenkins, as a filmmaker, is portraying it, this season is probably one of the darker. And as we're taking that dark turn towards the cross, that is part of the story. So I think parents are going to bring their kids to this. Just need to let them know that it's different than reading in the book. There are some visual things that they need to be aware Mm -hmm. of. They they really do. The 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 third episode actually had a a warning on it, just to warn parents that it was going to be pretty shocking. The other thing that that parents should be aware of is that as the story gets deeper into the Bible, um, we find some some new plot points, some new characters that aren't part of the Bible at all, and these are important plot points within the chosen framework. Mm. Uh, so people who really like to have their their these stories rooted into into the bible and nothing else but the bible these these stories can be a little bit troubling but it's done with an idea toward bringing people back to the bible it's done with the idea of fleshing out these characters helping a 21st century audience grapple with this story in sort of a new and different way and i think it's very well done Wow. So that's just one um, Christian media that has really hit the scene and has been very popular. But another one is bringing about some uh, some debate. Let's say that because the Super Bowl again happened on Sunday and there were two ads in the first half. Part of the He Gets Us campaign. And man, that sparked some controversy. It really did. You know, and I, I think that it has has sparked controversy from a couple of different directions, right? There there are people, secular folks think, why, why are they spending this kind of money on a Super Bowl ad for this for this message? You know, why not just spend this money to do good, to 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 reach out to people in, in a more tangible way? Mm. But I do think that that there are people who watched it from from within our camp who watched the message and it, it can rub them a little bit the wrong way from what they see. You mentioned you mentioned off the air that that in some ways the idea of he gets us is important, but he saves us is so much more important. And that is the message that is sort of missing from here. You know, when when I watch those ads, uh, I they they were interesting, right? They 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 bring to our mind some some images, some some challenging images. I think for for many of us in Christianity, uh, but that's what Jesus did his entire life, right? He challenged us. He he reached out to people who uh, were not thought to be good, who were not thought to be clean. He he came to their house. He broke bread with them. Um, even in The Chosen, which we just talked about, uh, we see that's a huge controversial element. One of the reasons why the Pharisees were so angry with Jesus in the first place was 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 talking with people who they thought shouldn't be talked with. These messages drive home that point, I think, that, that, that Jesus isn't just for people who might look like we think they should, mm. people who are already pretty good people. He is out to to reach all of us. And for me, the he gets us message 
is a powerful one because before we can get to that he saves us part, we need that relationship. We need to know that he cares about us. And 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 because of that, I think that these are are strong messages. And and I really like to see just a bit of Jesus within this this very secular, very popular uh national holiday, if you will. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And you did allude to some of the things that I've been talking about. And just if you know my background, I spent so much time in the pre-evangelism, just truly getting the foundation of the message of Christ to those who don't hear it. They don't fit the mold to come to church. Mm-hmm. And so I spent so much time in that camp, and I completely understand it. But I, I want to see the connective tissue between the two, because I love the images that they showed. Very controversial. If, if you take a look, if they did a Bible thing and saw Jesus, washing the feet of the Samaritan woman, they would be saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing this, right? But it's those kinds of images that I think are bringing up some of the controversy. I just don't want to leave it there. That's why I'm leaning more towards the he saves us. What does, he only get, he gets us, yes, but he takes us out of where we are and takes us where only he can really bring us to, and that is our redemption and, and salvation. And truly, it all comes about to a point of repentance. And that's what I want to see ultimately uh, for people is to come to faith in Christ. Uh, so Tom, uh, how how do you do that in a commercial though? Like it, how do you get all that in there? Like, especially in our, that's what I was thinking about when you guys were talking off, off air. In our culture, they are, yeah, like you're saying, you're familiar with this pre-evangelism because our culture is, is post-Christian. So people have not ever heard really the gospel. They're idea of Christianity is evangelical, uh, political, uh, you know, uh, perspective. And so to bring it back to Jesus as the center character and and that Jesus is for you, you know, just to even attack that mindset because they've got walls up against the church, against Christianity. Um, I don't know. To me, you have to start there because they don't care about saving. They don't feel like they need saving. Right. I, I agree with you on that. Okay. Yeah, but I I do have... Just to finally get there. Of course, we want to get there eventually in the conversation. Right. And then also, if if you do maybe a hybrid campaign, because the mistake we make is we try and get the entire message into one bottle. I don't think we need that. that. I think you have the He Gets Us campaign, and then you take those same similar things and moves it into the He Saves Us. So you see, hey, that's me. Mm -hmm. Hey, wait, this is what can happen. So maybe they're part of the same campaign, but they get you from here to there, not just um, relate to you there, but never make the connection to the Savior who can truly transform us from the inside out. And maybe that's what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> maybe we're that link to, Absolutely. Finish, to finish those So instead of like uh, judging the law, right, and standing in judgment on it, we should like be the ones who like share it in love. Yeah. Right? And so, Paul, um, you hear us kind of quibbling about this. Where do you fall on this as far as just personally as a follower of Christ, not as a reviewer? So I this is going to sound initially like a cop out. I totally agree with you both. You know, because he loves us both. And, yeah. And, and here's my thought. You know, I think that these these commercials, they are like when you look at, at secular commercials, they're meant to erase the awareness of a brand. They're not meant to cause people to go out and and say, oh, I see that Coke is on sale, so I'm going to buy that. They're they're just meant to sort of raise awareness. And this is what this commercial is really about. It's about raising awareness. And in 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 terms of in terms of what it does relationally, it just opens the door. It says, here's the door. Why don't you walk in? 
why don't you explore these ideas a little bit more? Why don't you explore my nature as Jesus a little bit more? Um, and that's what you need for relationship. You know, when we when we think about Christianity, so many times it's become a product, something that is sold on the Super Bowl. You know, we say we tend to to pitch it like a product, but Jesus intended it to be a relationship. He intended it for it to be people caring for other people. These commercials can be a step forward, but you do need to take the next step relationally and engage with people, talk with people, find out their needs, find out their yearnings, and allow them to see the beauty and love of Christ within you. And that's the next step. Yeah, I, I love that. And as you were talking, Paul, and we've got to wrap up our time with you. I wish we could keep talking with you all day. But, you know, there's this big argument between predestination and free will. It's both. And it's kind of like the same thing with this. He does get us, but he also saves us. It mm-hmm. is both. And and if we can wrap our brains around that, we can take anything like this and bring a conversation that points people to Jesus. Yeah. Paul, thanks so much for being here with us on Mornings with Tom and Tommy. 